Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time to step inside the Octagon with your host, Ike Feldman. What's up, everybody? Your boy, Isaac Ike Feldman, is on the scene with a face that I'm trying to get more familiar with. I was at his Rockin' Fights uh, a couple of fights ago. I believe he fought, took out the Argentinian fighter. No problem, got the job done. I believe it was your first fight back. Uh, you've been doing a lot, man. Uh, some would say that I'm doing a lot raising kids, but you're juggling a full-time job, protecting and serving our Suffolk County community. You're also living the dream, chasing the dream of being a WBA world champion, WBC. You're the continental WBA champion right now. But, man, it's a lot to squeeze into an intro. First and foremost, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Just in the gym, staying in shape, the usual. That's about it. You're keeping the, the tools sharp, always training. Uh, some people following your October win against Julio Rosa might have kind of set on the laurels, kind of the new year, uh, devoured ice cream for a week straight, but you're not. You're sharpening the tools. Uh, talk to me what this period uh, is for you where no fight is scheduled and it's kind of just, I don't know, take me through this time uh, as a pro fighter. How is this for you? Um... I mean, I'm kind of used to it. Like, we go through it a lot, like, throughout, you know, early on in my career, um, not knowing when we were fighting next. Sometimes we would have dates lined up. It was kind of just staying in shape year-round. Um, now it's a little bit more intense considering, like, the ranking now and now negotiating a bigger fight. Now money comes into play, where I'm fighting, the weight, who I'm fighting. So uh, there's a lot more involved to it now. Um, the typical staying in shape but like now there's just so much more behind the scenes that we have to deal with i was just gonna say is uh sponsorship opportunities opening uh you know you made it when you're on the ike the gun <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, made like it. talk to me about behind the scenes like uh is it is it like just overwhelming or are you just able to like breathe in breathe out like how are you how are you dealing with this man it's pretty awesome you're representing Suffolk yeah. County man Joe Smith Pryor obviously yeah. we got the MMA guys holding yeah. it down Brian Kelleher Chris Wade yeah I'm talking to coach Kevin before you guys aren't just boxers you guys know the martial arts combat sports community yeah. oh man like it's pretty amazing what you're doing for our county so uh I don't know if you're feeling it but I would be sh- I'd be shaking in my boots if I was in your position it's uh it's been a lot it's been a lot uh you know, these last two fights, working a full-time job, and boxing is a full-time job in itself. So um, it has been a lot to handle. Um, after the first fight, I thought I'd get used to it a little bit more, which I did because um, I knew what to expect. Uh, but then last fight, I guess I was a little bit busier on the work side of it. Couldn't being tell, a police man. officer. You couldn't tell. So, um, I was exhausted just watching your yeah. performance. I, um, I kind of felt it. It was mentally draining, physically draining. Um, and then main now, event too, right? And they yeah, built the yeah, card the last them. two were the main events uh, of at the Paramount, and then um, now it's definitely overwhelming. Once the world ranking came out, and then uh, just everything that comes with that, the the what's next, and the whole police department knowing, and now 
a lot of just New York, Long Island, like the country in the boxing scene like knows who I am. So it's it's been a lot this last uh, two months since the fight. What a Christmas gift, though, right? To like get that ranking, pretty freaking incredible. Oh man, uh, and I commend you. Um, my best friend uh, Joe Reyes is a cop in the city. His cousin, one of my good friends, is also a cop in the city. College roommate was, is a cop now in the city. I commend you, man. Thank uh, you. It's 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 an intense job, and then for fun, you get punched in the face. <laughs> it's pre- yeah. pretty wild, man. Um, talk to me uh, about the uh, the process of being a cop because I took the police test mm. in June. I I understand why I didn't get the uh, get the call back. Uh, I was tardy today. Like I probably would have been tardy yeah. at the job. They would have told me I got a clean shave and everything, yeah. but takes a lot of discipline to put all this together and succeed uh, is does this discipline come from papa vargas because your dad is like cleaned up he's got the tracksuit looking yeah. fresh man <laughs> yeah. i'm just assuming that he's uh there's a trickle down effect like from uh mr vargas to now uh the younger vargas in the family yeah yeah he's uh he's really old school as you could tell he's got the old school tracksuit going I love um it. yeah everyone loves his outfits um <laughs> My mom, my mom too, they were both very uh, on top of me and my sister, uh, how we presented ourselves, how we went about things. And I think it did transition into boxing. I think boxing did help me as well. And then it transitioned into being a police officer. You have to be clean cut. You have to be clean shaven every day for work. And if not, you won't get the job. And I I enjoy that part of it. It's like you want to go play for the Yankees, you have to be clean cut. You have to have a haircut. If not, you could go elsewhere. So I, I like having that, that pride and how being in the Suffolk County Police Department, you have to present yourself in a certain way. And uh, I enjoy being able to, to do that. I agree. Uh, again, we're being joined by Alex Vargas, 631 on Instagram, at Alex Vargas on Facebook. Uh, it, it just shows you he is old school with the Facebook, but new school thinking <laughs> with the Instagram. I better not see you on TikTok. No, never. You'll never catch me on TikTok. <laughs> can't stand it oh my god uh you mentioned before that now the academy knows about the success yeah. is it like and from what from what i've seen like hanging around my boy who's a cop in the city with his friends ball busting out the wazoo man is yeah. it just like walking in there like big man on campus it's um it, it's it's pretty it's different it's pretty neat um like i said i knew like i heard a police department was like a brotherhood and it was like a family and then I really realized that after my first fight back. I mean, I was only on the job for about, you know, a year. And then I had so many people come out and support me. I've had, you know, pretty big names in the department um, talk about me and reach out. So it, it's cool to have an entire department behind me and me being able to represent them in a different way. Apparently, I'm like the, I was the first like professional athlete uh, to compete and then represent the department. So that's pretty cool. And and just being able to, like I said, represent them in a different way, in a positive way, I enjoy being able to do that. And then, of course, supporting me and allowing me to do that. It's incredible, man. Uh, I see you as like, uh, like an old school athlete. Didn't Joe DiMaggio like go to war? Didn't like Ted Williams have like a full time job and playing baseball and everything? Yeah. And it's like, dude, fast forward to 2022 and 23. It's like. You're doing that, man. And with that comes, this is the quote Rogan. He says, soft times make soft men, 
hard times make hard men. A, a lot of people might have folded during the pandemic, fell back mm -hmm. down into a hole, you know, like Netflix, Amazon, eat like crap, be on yeah. your couch. Like that, that's a very dangerous uh, potentials there. But you yeah. did the opposite. Yeah. You've turned it up like to 10, like career. Uh, second career and yeah. I'm sorry I said uh, you get punched in the face for fun I, <laughs> I was saying that as a joke but obviously this is more than just a hobby this is yeah. more than just like a weekend warrior dude yeah. your world freaking ranks so to do all that it is pretty amazing um, thank you do you get a vacation? <laughs> that um <laughs> I feel like I need one right now like I said it's, it's, it's been a lot it's been non-stop um it's kind of like within myself, it's never enough. I always want to accomplish something more, and that's constantly on my mind. So I think that's I do need a little... That's the mindset. I really <laughs> yeah. believe, like, we're some of the hardest yeah. workers out there. So I, I do think you need a break from time to time. After my last fight, I took a vacation, and it was good. It kind of reset me. Um, after this last fight, I didn't. I went to work, I think, two days later. And I've just been going to work and, you know, staying in the gym. I think I do need, like, a, a little break with no fight lined up just to kind of like ease my mind because like i said it's been a lot lately it's it, it is stressful it, it is enjoyable and it, it feels really good to have the world ranking that i have and getting the recognition that i have and all of these other things going on but i also it is stressful carrying all of that and i kind of do want to relax and kind of like maybe take it in and enjoy myself a little bit more than just getting right to what's next kind of thing it's amazing. That's a wise perspective because a, a lot of fighters would see that as like uh, weakness. But I, I think uh, I'm doing this article on the greatest heavyweights and I'm now at Tyson Fury. You guys can question that pick on the all-time list. I added Joe Lewis. I threw in Ali, of course, um, Lennox Lewis and a couple others. But I, I look at Tyson uh, Fury and I'm like, what the hell did he do for the sport to transcend? And I'm like, you hear... Uh, the Olympic guys like Evander Holfield, you obviously know what Jack Johnson or Joe Lewis did or Muhammad Ali did, of course. But yeah. I'm like, what the hell did Tyson Fury yeah. did? And you know what he did when I thought about it? Talked about mental um, health. Yeah. Talked about giving the mind a break. He was 400 pounds, mm -hmm. drunk, deep yeah. in a bottle, like women of the night, like a complete mess. Yeah. And he's open about that. Yeah. And, I, and I'm telling you, people in the past might have been like, oh... Mm, I smell weakness on Alex talking about a yeah. break. And it's yeah. like, dude, that just shows me how secure you are. shows mm. me how confident you are yeah. that you can talk about life is clicking on all cylinders, but I'm also human. Yeah. I respect that. Thank you. And that is, uh, that's how I was. I was, uh, I was nonstop. I was just training. You would think I was in training camp be around. It actually hurt me more. And one person that I got really close with and we had a lot of camps together was Chris, Hal Chris Halgeri. Um, oh, yeah. So he, to Chris. he, he can go with the glasses, yeah, too. He's pulling yeah. it off. Oh, he's doing his thing. <laughs> but he was the one that actually told me how he would take a break after each fight. Like, after all the training, he would go relax. And we all know Chris Algeria is, like, one of the hardest workers out there. So when he told me that and he said he would go, you know, take a vacation after every fight, whether it was the Paramount or at the Barclays Center, whatever level it was, he got to a certain point in his career where he was like, I need it, and it helped me. And that's when I started doing it. And it helped me because I got to recover. I got to, my body got to relax. My mind got to relax. I never stopped training, but it wasn't to that extreme. Like I kind of just had peace for a little bit. So that he was the one that, that put that in my mind and it's been working. That's a beautiful way to put it. You found peace. It, it sounds crazy, but it's like 
I tell my wife this all the time. I'm like, I'm fighting for peace. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm grinding for peace. And yeah. it's like, knowing us, it's like we're going to get to that plateau. We're going to sit down and then we got to move again. Yeah. It, it's hard, man. Yeah. It's like, I, in my mind, I feel like the people from 100, 120 years ago that were grinding their way in the cities, like the gangs in New York Times, yeah. they moved out to the island and we still have that mindset yep. of like, it's never enough. Like, yeah. like, Somebody will be mowing their lawn and be like, oh, is my lawn as good as their lawn? Yep, yep, like, exactly. It, just, it never exactly. turns off. <laughs> exactly. never turns off. It's amazing, man. And what never turns off is your work ethic, your positive energy. Um, talk to me. Have, have, like, younger fighters or fellow peers, like, have they reached out to you in person or DM or online uh, just, like, commending you on what you're doing? Because, again, man, I, not only you're carrying yourself like a champion in the ring, but outside of the ring. Yeah, I've gotten, um, it's been neat, like, realizing the people that have reached out to me from young boxers coming up that were saying, you know, hey, they want to do what I do in the boxing ring, or they also want to be a police officer and be able to do, to do both. And then I've had, um, actually other police departments, I think, like, Vegas Police Department, a few different states that have reached out, and they're like, hey, we see what you're doing, um, can we send you, like, a patch or a t-shirt of our department? Um, it'd be pretty cool to, you know we see what you're doing and representing just police in general which so it, it kind of makes me realize like are, how are the precincts bidding for you I don't see any logos <laughs> no brands come on no, no, let's no, go no, no, nothing precinct yet. 4 step precinct, it up precinct, the second precinct is <laughs> what I rock that's where I'm at but um, it's neat getting like realizing the recognition because it makes you realize how the hard work has paid off and, and people are noticing it whether it's in New York or whether it's a little kid or an older gentleman or different police departments just that I'm actually touching these different people, it, it, it's pretty cool. Incredible, incredible. You almost slipped there and said, I'm touching these kids. Yeah, that, that, that would have been terrible. <laughs> that would have been bad. We're ball busting. We keep it serious, mm. but it's also light, man. I, yeah. I, I feel like my, my grandfather, who was like in like North Korea, wars and stuff, he said, like, you could tell the, the person that you want to be in the foxhole with because they can keep things light. You know, yeah. you don't want to yeah. be around somebody who's like, when it gets tense, yeah. you're like, that person's going to blow us all up yeah, and we're exactly, together. Exactly. Like, so, again, uh, getting deep, but we're also keeping it light. Um, putting on the, the, the dreaming hat uh, and putting it backwards, uh, what's the dream arena for you to fight in? Dream arena. I think it would be MSG, the main, the main venue. I was going to, yeah. Um, I, I fought at MSG as an amateur. In oh, the, yeah, in Golden the, Gloves. In, I forgot in, to bring yeah, that up. in the theater. Modest. But it's modest different as a pro to be in that that main venue the big venue being you know in the pro ring doing it it's a whole different feeling i mean i'm i'm, I'm lucky enough to have had fought there as an amateur but now i want to do it as a pro and, and do it in as an amateur and a pro would be pretty cool did, now did you win the gloves or did you wing the ringmaster so i, I saw it so I won the Golden Gloves. That was at the Barclays Center the first year they did it there, the first year it opened, wow. which was kind of cool. I wanted the history at MSG, but it was also cool to open up the Barclays pretty much. with like I think it was like the first boxing event there. Wow, when it before opened. Deontay in Brazil before, and all I those I think guys? it was before they even had like a pro event there. or maybe, Yeah, I think uh, the first pro event was the week after, and it was like wow. Danny Garcia against Zab Judah. I, I think I went to that. And then... Um, did like they bring cool. you into the ring to announce like our Golden Glove winners? Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh no, that night, no, that night it was. Uh, they did something. I remember it wasn't getting announced into the ring. That would have been cool though. But um, 
And then, yeah, a few years later for the ringmaster, I went and fought at MSG in the theater. Amazing. Amazing. Man, if, if Nassau or Belmont, if they did boxing, if they got into it, that'd be pretty cool. You'd be on Long Island. You'd be representing. Yeah. Um, keeping the, the dream hat on and turn back. Uh, who is an idol that you would love to turn into a rival? Idol that I would love to turn into a rival. It's a tough one. I'm trying to think of who. Like someone that's still fighting, I'm trying to think yep. of, of. Prominent name, somebody you want to lay mitts on that you're like out of respect. You know how like the samurai code, they're like, yeah. I want to kill you. If, I it was, if it was out of respect and someone I've been working with since before he became a world champion was Richard Comey. Okay. Um, okay. You know, just a class act. Um, great person, great fighter. Obviously, I think two-time world champion. And I love the guy. We've had we've gone to war for years in in the in the ring, and I helped him get ready for his first world title. He helped me get ready for my 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 WBA title, my last fight. Um, so I would be. It's not something I would want to do, but out of respect, that would be someone I would love to get in the ring with. And you know, and maybe down the road, like me with someone else that that's coming up, they could do the same thing. And whether it's like the passing of the torch kind of thing, you see that in boxing all the time. Um, I think Richard called me, but it, that, it's all love with him. I, I have no hard feelings towards him. I, I, he's an amazing person. Incredible. Again, Alex Vargas, 631 on Instagram, at Alex Vargas on Facebook. Uh, my final thing, how, how, is it, how important is it for a police officer to have combat experience, whether it be boxing, jiu-jitsu, Personally, with seeing my friend who's uh, fought in boxing, amateur mm. level, who's wrestled in high school, he's like one of the most confident dude. And I'm like, that's the person that I want on the on the front line. Yeah. Somebody who's not gonna go to the side, yeah. like when things get heated. It's yeah. like, do you, do you feel that? I'm sure you felt it going out to public house and Patchogue, yeah. meatball player shoutouts to Patchogue. <laughs> but it's like, when things get heated, you're, you're not you're not you're not going in the tank. Like you're, yeah. you're confident. And yeah. I think what better job to have that type of confidence than being a police officer? Yeah, I think, I think that's one of the biggest things being a, a police officer. I think that if you're trained in, in like you said, jujitsu, boxing, whatever the case is, wrestling, uh, you have that confidence and you're not going to get nervous right away. I think a lot of the, the people that I know that are on the job that do have a, a fighting background, are the calmer ones and when a situation kind of gets a little bit hectic like they're the ones that are trying to calm it down talk people out of it they call it verbal judo um and they're 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 usually the best ones at it because they don't want to have problems but it's also like the energy they give off because they are confident in what they're capable of if something did go south so i feel a lot of these guys like when you show up on the call like you're giving off an energy you're giving off a presence to these guys that they're like all right i really don't want to mess with this guy but some people that maybe aren't trained in, in any fighting, they don't know what it's like to be in that situation. And like you said, you could reach for you know a weapon quicker than you have to because of nerves, and you're not sure how things will go. Um, we actually just had this situation the other day at work where it was Are you like allowed to disclose this. Yeah, it was. Uh-huh. I'm not going into detail, but it was like it was like four of us, and um, they were all actually like trained in some aspect of fighting, and it was just talking, talking for. 
I'm trying to talk the individual out of whatever they want to do. And then it did get a little bit hands-on, but it was controlled right away. Like no one got hurt just because everyone knew what they were doing and were so calm that it didn't turn into what could have been a mess. Like we see happens a lot. So you have the right people. If something does go south, they end up controlling Those the Those are the that things that need to be recorded and yeah. posted. It's yeah. like, it's I, like the... Everybody says, oh, the one bad egg. It's less than one bad egg. It'd be like one in like tens of millions eggs. Like, yeah, they ruin it for a lot of people. There are a lot of amazing cops out there. And like I said, I was surrounded by a great group that no one got hurt. Not a single person didn't get hurt because the situation was diffused uh, so fast. So I, like you said, I, I think having the fighting background, I, I think it should be pushed more into the job because people often look at it as like, Oh, if you're a trained fighter, that's what you're gonna go to right away. I'm like, I think it's the opposite. I think you stay calm. I think you're confident in what you do that you won't go that route. But if you have to, it'll go smoother and, so, and people won't get hurt. Exactly, exactly. You, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. Like somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. You've probably seen the school fight videos or the street yeah. fight videos. It's it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. But again, Alex Vargas, I appreciate your time. Uh, my final thing, man. I don't know if you dreamed it, but now you're in this position. You are a role model, man. Are Thank you prepared you. for what it, for everything that comes with that? Um, like I said, it's been a lot. And realizing I, I, I have turned into like a role model for some people. But I do like it because it gives me something to look forward to. It gives me motivation to be the best person I can be. can't pick your nose when you're in traffic yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, exactly. It, it keeps you on your toes. It makes you... Uh, not want to fall off just keep, keep being the best person you could be be on point constantly like you said be clean cut constantly just to be that role model that you know because we all have role models that kind of fell off at one point and it was like oh what happened to them and I don't want to be that guy I, I, I want to be the guy that, that stayed um, on point his entire life and, and people could say that about and, and look up to me sleep as much as you can I remember with us growing up it was the best never rest uh, uh, sleep is for the broke sleep is yeah. for the weak yeah. and now you hear about LeBron uh, uh, RP Kobe he talked about like they pay so many million dollars yeah. and they realize it's just sleep yep. like, you got it's the only thing that recovers yeah, exactly but God bless you man thank you for your service thank you for your service in the ring you are wearing many hats and you are wearing it well you are kicking ass on the force uh, hopefully not that much ass yeah. but <laughs> you're kicking ass in the ring undefeated WBA Continental uh, champion, uh, top ranked WBA fighter in the world. Oh my God, sky's the limit. I'm glad I could catch it now. Just uh, when you're driving by in your, uh, what would it be, the police parade, yeah. man? Just, yeah. just, uh, I'll, I'll wave to you. I'll wave. To I got gotcha. you, man. I'll wave back. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck on yeah. everything Thank and you. Uh, congrats on your success. Thank you, I appreciate it. Now we got a shake on camera. <laughs> People see it. <laughs> Later, brother. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.